a good way to get through the, you know, get through today is if you're having a hard time, tell yourself that, that things change. Tomorrow is another day. And then every day has a potential to be a great day. Every day has a potential to be the best day of your life. And to, to keep in mind that are good things out there, that there are, are people that value you and that there are, uh, you know, things that you can help the world with. And it's good to be able to try and spread what you have throughout the world. And always remember that we, we all sit at the same table, at the same banquet, and we all bring a different dish to the table. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, it's time to get started here. Time to get some motivation and inspiration. Time to fire somebody up. All right. Hey, we know we're all struggling, big three struggling, and big three struggling. As soon as we get out of it, you know, life's up again. We're into it again. All right. But on this podcast, what we do is we tell people life is worth living no matter what we go through. We just get through the other side of that tunnel. You know, when we recognize that that light coming is not a train, that it's actually the end of that tunnel, we know we made it through. Boy, success and everything comes your way. All right, today on the show, we're going to talk with a guy here, John Furness, and he is known as the Blind Woodsman. John, welcome to the show, buddy. Hold on one sec. Sorry, my phone is being dumb. I got to plug in some headphones here. That's okay. You have it, man. To... So while he's getting that taken care of again, he's known as the Blind okay. Woodsman. So be able to go to his uh, website, look up and uh, his stuff and go from there. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Hi, right, John. Hey, how you doing, right. buddy? Doing good. How about yourself? Uh, for what, there's an uh, old... Uh, I don't, I don't want to say old, but a guy on the radio says, better than I deserve. Oh, Dave Ramsey. Hey, there you go. I he like says, that. Better than I deserve. So, <laughs> I like uh, that one. And so we, we just go and move from there. So, all, all right. right. Uh, so, John, uh, yeah, our thing here, we're going to provide a platform for you to get your story out. And I've seen your story elsewhere. That's why I reached out to you. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. And so, uh, yeah. Let me know of anything that uh, we can help you with. And again, I'll throw my little two cents in. Mm-hmm. And Brittany, thank you for coming in. We got Brittany in uh, saying hello already. All right. Sounds good. All right, John, I'm going to be quiet just for a minute, uh, probably less than that, and uh, <laughs> let you get started. And we'll All go right. from there. And again, appreciate you being here. All righty. Well, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity. I I love to share my message as much as possible because uh, uh you know, I a, a big part of my story is mental health struggles, and there's a stigma around that that I don't know why it's there, and it shouldn't be there. And if it wasn't there, there'd be way more people that would get help, and there'd be just a, a 
better things in the world. You know, we, I, I try as much as I can to dispel the stigma around that. Amen, brother. You're correct. If people were more open-minded, about, yeah. I, and, uh, yeah, things would be different. Again, more people would go out and seek counseling, some type of help. Uh, so you're, you're exactly correct on that. Because when I grew up, mm-hmm. we were told, we, we, we had the stigma of thinking that if you talk to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, mm-hmm. man, he's crazy. He's talking to a psychiatrist. The, now, yeah. wind, wind is totally opposite. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer now. We exercise yeah. our body to keep strength. Yeah, we need to exercise our mind, even if it's talking to someone, yeah. psychologist, a preacher, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. counselor, mentor, somebody you can open up to to strengthen your mind as well as strengthening your body. Well, and and just as important is offering that help. Yes. You know, it's it's hard to do that, and I I remember uh, a, a very specific time with me personally, a very close friend of mine. Uh, he had been in the military for 20 years and he went over to the first war over there in Iraq and uh, he had suffered for decades with really bad PTSD mm-hmm. and, and he had like really bad nightmares and stuff and it just kept getting worse and worse. And uh, I was talking to him one day and a, another friend of his that had been in the military was trying to, uh, you know, uh, compel him to go and and get some counseling and and that one of his main things was i don't want to be a head case i don't want to be seen as you know crazy or something like that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and i said to him you didn't do this to yourself you didn't ask for this and but it is something that you deal with it's something that you have and i told him about when i first became blind at 16 years old I did not want to go back to the school with my cane. I didn't want to have to go around the hall with that cane and, and, and be stared at like I knew I would and be, you know, just like, Oh, there's, there's the guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter was I had to, I didn't have a choice. It was either use that cane or stop living. Don't go anywhere or do anything. Let me, and, let me ask this. Let me ask this, John. Mm-hmm. What do you think the stigma with walking around the cane, or do you think the stigma? And well, you haven't mentioned how you had this white cane, uh, but mm-hmm. or your story of how you got that white cane. Which well, do you think yeah. is is worse or the other, or they about the same? Well, Nancy, I mean, Nancy, thank you for coming in. Well, I, I. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely, I'm going to get into the story for sure Mm -hmm. right now of uh, how I I got that cane. And uh, that was also part of it that was, you know, was kind of hard to to deal with as far as, you know, people looking at me and knowing what happened and all that kind of thing. uh But uh, when I, when I told my friend Joe that story, it, it cracked open the wall. You know, he was like, wow, that really uh, offering that help to my friend, yes, kind of it cracked the wall, you know, yes. and then he got help and changed his life. So, okay, so I'll get into my story now. Sorry, I I had a lot of trouble with anxiety. I really didn't feel like it in, and I really just felt out of place and, and just constantly just on edge and angst and. When I uh, 
So we we moved to a, a town in Wyoming from the little town in Colorado that I grew up in. Uh-huh. And when and that was when I was 14. And when I became 16, I attempted suicide by shooting myself. Okay. And it, it, through through blessings or luck or whatever it may have been, I only lost my sight and my sense of smell. And my mind uh, was left completely intact. I, I didn't lose any cognition or motion, you know, motor function or anything like that. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, over the years, have really come to believe that I'm supposed to be blind. That's something that was supposed to happen to me for me to become the person that I needed to be in this world. Yes. And, and one of the things that made me, makes me think that is uh, I adapted to being blind very, very quickly and well. Uh, for instance, the, a month after I got out of the hospital, I changed the rear wheel bearings in my old car all by myself because I, I knew how to do that from helping my father when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, my mobility skills are are extraordinary i like i i'm very lucky about that too i've got very good spatial awareness and sense of direction that's that's not very common um and so i feel very blessed in that way and i i really i i did some things that i really shouldn't have to cope i got into drugs a bit and i kind of went back and forth between using and not using for the next uh, you know, a few years going through high school. Uh-huh. And then uh, when I graduated, I moved back to the little town I grew up in. And that was such a horrible decision because there was nothing but trouble for me there. Yeah. I, uh, I ended up getting very heavily involved in drugs. I got in trouble for dealing drugs. Uh, I got put on probation, fell in charge. Hold, hold on here, John. I got to get into mm-hmm. this one here. Uh, yeah. When you said, one, when you say you blessed it, you're only blind and 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 sense of smell is gone. I yeah. mean, I, for me, if I was a and I attempted suicide by myself, mm-hmm. and I'm like you, I survived. Yeah, uh, but but um, I would have been I would have been uh, um, after attempted suicide and then come out blind. I'd mm-hmm. be going, what the hell is going on here now? You know, yeah, God, yeah. all you do is make things worse, you know, and and again, it goes back to how you view things, how yeah. you look at your perspective, and yeah. hopefully my mind would have changed, you know, uh, over the time, but uh, so, so question here, uh, how mm-hmm. blind are you? Can't say anything, I'm legally blind? 100% blind. Okay, uh, so that, and, that answers that. Yeah, and... And, you know, I didn't have that attitude immediately. I yeah. mean, well, I, I kind of did, actually, because, you know, like it could have I could have had terrible brain damage. You know, mm-hmm, I could have mm-hmm. it could have been more than just you can't see and you can't smell. It could have been you can't think and you can't move or or, oh, yes. you oh, know, yeah. something along those lines. And and so I did feel very blessed in that way. And then I kind of approached it with like. Well, I'm here, so you're not going to get me down. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going for this. And uh, so that's kind of really something that's kept me going. It's like almost looking at it as, as a challenge. You're not going to get me. You're not yeah. going to beat me. And, and so I, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm in the little town I grew up in. I, you know, was on, on probation in trouble and I was still using and everything. And I, uh, things kindly, things finally came to a head when, uh, like I'd been living in some pretty uh, bad, like boarding houses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Not very sanitary conditions. Yeah. And I ended up getting a sinus infection that, uh, because of the damage that had been done years before that was so bad, I had to have major surgeries to get rid of the infection. I now actually have a, my forehead, my entire forehead is a prosthetic plate because they had to remove the bone. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was another time that I, I was blessed because uh, they told me they don't know why I didn't have horrible brain damage or was even alive because they said that any time that they had seen somebody in that condition they either it was either permanent total brain damage or they had died and they yeah. said the only reason that they can think of was the scar tissue from when i shot myself made a barrier yeah 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 so it's it's it, it, and i realized when that happened, I was like, okay, it's either reach out to my parents who always would help me. I just, you know, I wanted to do my own thing. So I didn't ask for it or I was going to die. And All right, now so, I got to ask, it just hit me. I got to ask it, John. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. But, but, but I'm thinking they're saying because of the scar tissue from where you shot yourself, you mm-hmm. know, saved your life basically. And yeah. so, so you yeah. could actually tell people by trying to kill yourself, you save mm-hmm. your life eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wow. really, I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's amazing to think, think like that. Yeah. It really is. It's something that has really struck me over the years that just mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and I was very lucky too, because uh, I, it, I mean, at first they they sent me to a hospital that really messed things up. The infection came back hundred times worse. Yeah. But I went to a good hospital after that, and they had a a brilliantly gifted reconstructive surgeon, and he fixed things on the inside to help it so that I don't get sinus infections anymore. Yes. What yeah. had happened is the drainage path had been destroyed, and so it wouldn't clear out naturally like it's supposed to, and. You know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And so he, he fixed all that and I've been tip top ever since. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I moved back in with my parents and, uh, they helped me, you know, get off drugs and get off probation. And round about that time, I decided I wanted to try and find a job. So I started working with vocational rehab and one of their, the parts of their program specifically for blind people was to go to basically an independent living training center and teach you cooking, cleaning, uh, mobility, all all that kind of good stuff. Oh yeah. And they also had a wood shop and that is when I started fine woodworking. I'd always been interested in in those types of things but i'd never really done any fine woodworking when i could see and uh, so i decided to to give it a try and it completely changed my life i mean i i found my one thing that i do better than anything else and it, it just i i love to be able to take this image in my mind 
and turn it into a real physical object that I can hand to you and say, this is what I saw. Yeah. You know, and, and I have a, a, it's a condition called Charles Bonnet syndrome that happens to a a lot of people that have had sight and they become blind. And what it is, is uh, visual hallucinations. And it's not caused by any, it's not caused by any malfunction or damage to the brain. It's not well understood. They think it's kind of your visual cortex's way of keeping itself busy. And for me, it's actually been very beneficial. It's just, for me, it's mainly just, colors and shapes and uh, i've been able to make that basically the background and then i can imagine anything i want over the top of it it's like i have a computer design program in my mind that's that's amazing yeah because again with with the bullet going through you would think that the mm -hmm. uh technologically all the wiring would be all messed up and well it is up and and but but for you to be able to get had this visualization uh, it's easy for you to say right now and uh you know and then be able to put it out and obviously mm-hmm. you're good with your hands because you talked about earlier changing the wheel bearings and stuff in your in your vehicle yeah. so so obviously you're you're already good with your hands so so yeah this is amazing so mm-hmm. keep going Thank and you. nancy yep uh, i agree with you nancy saying she said that god had a divine purpose for you john yeah i i also believe that and uh so uh let's see where were we okay uh so i uh started woodworking and that was when i was uh let's see here about 24 and uh the one of the problems i've always had as a blind person as far as employment goes is i'm very good with my hands i i can fix things i build things that kind of stuff but i'm not good with computers and i never have been but most employment for blind people, particularly now, lay, you have to deal with a computer in one way or another. And most uh, uh, places that you would work where you work with your hands are inherently dangerous. And most of their, you know, their insurance wouldn't even cover me working there for the uh-huh. most part. And I get that. But also that's been a big problem for me because I haven't been able to find any employment. And And on top of that. Um, you know, a blind felon, give me a break. <laughs> they yeah, don't yeah. give you a chance. And so, uh, I, the, the, so vocational rehab kind of fell through. However, I had become close friends with the woodshop teacher and he retired uh, basically right when I was uh, uh, stopping working with vocational rehab. And he invited me to come and uh, work in his shop and we would just hang out and woodwork. And uh, I, so basically over the next few years, I honed my fine woodworking skills. I built some lamps and uh, a table I like to call the crown jewel of my career. It is, it is something else. There you go. Uh, And, uh, and then uh, I, you know, of course I still wanted to find a job and he had uh, his father-in-law who was also blind and a, uh, my friend who was the woodshop teacher, he is also blind, uh, not total like I am, but mostly. Okay. And uh, he and I actually also built a woodshop from the ground up, 16 by 20 foot, from the boards on the ground to the shingles on the roof. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, his father-in-law had gone to a piano tuning and repair school up here in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, I said, I 
pardon me, it sounded like that was right up my alley because working with pianos, uh, it's, it's very mechanical, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'll be working with my hands and, uh, repairing pianos is mainly fine tuned woodworking because most of a piano is wood, leather or felt. Um, so I, I came up here and, uh, I came up here in 2011, started learning. And in 2012, I met my wonderful wife, Annie there. And, there and she's, she's not blind. So the way that I met her, she is also an artist. She's a painter. And the school, they're a nonprofit. And so they did a fundraiser every year where artists would come and volunteer to paint a piano. And then that would be placed out in the community. And uh, she was volunteering to paint one of the pianos. And I happened to be there because I, I'm not a great piano tuner, <laughs> uh-huh. but I was a really good piano rebuilder. And so the uh, gentleman that did their rebuilding, he took me under his wing and mentored me and taught me uh, like everything. I, I would do full restringings and hammer replacements and yeah, yeah. everything on it. And uh, so I was there. Uh, doing extra courses because the main uh, focus of the school was tuning and just very basic repair. So I was doing these extra classes and I happened to be working in the same uh, workroom as she was painting a different piano and walk in, of course, wet pan hand in the wet paint, like iron bar to a magnet. Uh (laughs) Luckily I I didn't destroy her painting. It was just uh, (laughs) primer, you know, um, and so uh, we got talking and uh, I got to know each other and went on a, a date in my garden plot. It was our first date. And we got married at that same garden plot uh, three years later. There um, you go. Yeah, yeah. And she's been a huge part of my woodworking journey, too, and my art career. Because uh, uh, she's been an artist for most of her life. And... Uh, she is also a social media whiz. She's gotten my name out there everywhere across the world, really. And uh, in uh, 2000, after a couple of years of rebuilding pianos, I realized it wasn't for me. I was a really good piano build rebuilder, but the problem I ran into was every piano is the same 10 to 11,000 parts. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. And I, I, I'm a, you know, I don't like that. I like things to change. I like new stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I stopped rebuilding and I just kind of floated for a bit. And then Annie knew that my main skills and love was with woodworking. So in 2016, she bought me a, a wood lathe, which has always been my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, that's when my professional career started. Basically I was tinkering around a little bit here and there. And uh, her mom asked me to make her a little jewelry dish. So I made her just a simple dresser top jewelry dish. And uh, Annie posted a picture of it. And within about a day, there were probably 15 people that asked if they could buy one. And so uh, we started doing uh, art fairs and holiday uh, sales and stuff like that mm-hmm. around the community. And uh, I, that we got uh, uh, bigger and bigger and more popular and was selling better and better. And in uh, 2019, because uh, Annie was working a job, doing her art and running all the social media and everything, and it was just too much for her. So 
we decided to take the leap and go full-time artist. And, and that was, that was a scary leap, you know? I mean, it's, it's tough making a living by, you know, with your own business, let alone being an artist. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, we that was going pretty well, and uh, in February of 2020, uh, her and I mainly her organized our own artist event, and uh, there were 40 artists there. It was also a community social, and it was a huge success. It was it was great, and it, I love it that it was great because that was our last show. After that, COVID hit. And all the art fairs, all the holiday sales, all that stuff went away, you know, and at first we were, we were wondering what we were going to do. And, uh, so, uh, we were at home all the time. And, uh, one of the things that I had been doing, uh, before that was going to high schools and middle schools and talking about my experience, you know, uh, uh, mental health awareness and Mm -hmm. drug awareness and things. And so we wanted to still try and reach those kids. So we decided to go on TikTok because we know that's huge with them. So, um, I, we, uh, we went on TikTok and we started doing videos like, uh, uh, one of the series we started to do was cooking with the lights out because <laughs> there uh, you go because uh, I love to bake and Andy likes to cook and uh, so we we uh, uh, started doing those videos and I started also you know doing some uh, talks like this and kind of inspirational stuff and then uh we started showing our artwork. We, we just showed it a couple of times and said, we're also artists. And people said, you know, we want to buy your stuff. Where can we buy your stuff? So TikTok saved us. We yeah. were able to go online and, and we even went from just a, you know, a local customer base to now national. I mean, we sell, uh, we sell each piece to a different state almost, uh, you know, every time. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's, you know, wonderful. TikTok really changed our lives. It's been, it is so much more than just stupid dance videos and stuff like that. It's, it's a platform where people connect on a very personal level all throughout the the world. And there's a huge community of disabled creators on TikTok, much more than the other platforms. I was going to say, uh, I've yet to dive into TikTok. Uh, I've got some mm-hmm. of the other stuff, but yeah, TikTok, I've yet to dive. For some, for some reason, I got the image. It's more for these teenagers. That's what most people think, really. And uh, it, it just kind of depends on where you look and what you look for. And it's one of those things that, you know, it, it uh, has an algorithm that uh, starts to remember your tastes and the channels that you like yeah, to go yeah, to. Yeah. And, and so, but there's a, a really big community of older creators and, uh, uh, you know, people that just kind of show their lives. And we, we have communicated directly with uh, uh, some people in uh, Portugal and uh, just all over the world. I mean, we do uh, live streaming sometimes and we'll get as many as like 10 or 15,000 people that will come in and out of the live stream. 
and all the way from Mongolia to Australia and everywhere in between. And it's, it's amazing the uh, connections that we've made, the personal connections that we've made with people mm-hmm. and, and just the way that it, it's, it, it saved us without tick. Okay, John, we lost you again. Uh-huh. Now, now you're coming back. We lost you again. You use that point where you said without TikTok. No. Uh, your internet's need to catch up with you again, John. But John, just you're you've been you're amazing and everything. So I, I don't want to cut you off yet. So give you time to get back on here with us. But uh, this is this is just an amazing story that, again, sit and look at it again. Honestly, you can go. The bullet saved me, you know, from from the sinus effects and everything else. Okay, back. You're coming back slowly. Yes, uh, we want to hang in here so we can get this done right. So you're you're. Um. Oh, I still there? Now you're there. You're in much better now. So maybe we need to finish it up here. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you was at you was at the point when you went out when you was talking without TikTok. Yeah, without TikTok, no, we would have been able to do, you know, the the online stuff and be as successful as we are because, I uh, you know, TikTok helped us like the, we didn't start TikTok as a business venture by a, by any means but it ended up giving us advertisement that you could hardly buy you know what i mean like literally mm-hmm. it gave us a national advertising platform and i've got uh, 1.8 million followers at this point oh uh, you're what you you're you're with them people they call it an influencer yeah, right. yeah. There so you I'm, go. I'm up well, there I, I may have to sign up for this TikTok and give you yeah. 1.8, whatever, plus one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. And uh, go from there. Nancy, she said it's uh, funny mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, cooking with the lights out. She'll uh-huh. be cooking with her, said she'd be cooking with her sister, Cindy. And Cindy nice. would complain that uh, uh, Nancy was cooking uh, in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so she said it's funny. Y'all got basically the same story there. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, John, let's not push our look here. Let's go ahead and uh, finish mm-hmm. up here. Uh, yeah. The internet, but uh, it helped out pretty good. Uh, one, one thing I want to ask here, you know, you say you, you believe that blindness brought you where you should be in life or, or mm-hmm. your potential or where you, where you, where you, where you're at anyway. And it, it, yeah. it brought you where you should be, you think. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's just go into what's called La La Land and pretend mm-hmm. here. Now, yeah. if you uh, hadn't gotten so bummed out to want to attempt suicide, were you one of those kids, uh, again, to just throw out that, that, that part out right there, were mm-hmm. you one of them before that a, a positive person? Or were you negative or you just went by the seat of your pants? I mean, because here you're demonstrating nothing but all positive vibes on wanting to continue on in life and not giving up and persevering and so you know before all this what type what was john like then i would say uh i tried to put out positive vibes but a a lot of that was fake 
you know, uh-huh. on the uh-huh. inside, it was more, I was kind of struggling, but I, I've always tried to be positive, but uh, inside I was pretty negative back then. I got you. And, I got you. you know, and, and becoming blind has kind of made me, uh, I, it's given me a, I don't want to call it a filter exactly, but it's made me much more introspective because I'm, I'm in my mind all the time. I'm in my head all the time. And so mm-hmm. I've got a lot of time to, to think about things there you and go. it's definitely made me more uh, introspective, kind of a, a different view on the world. And I'm grateful for that because it's, uh, it's really, I don't know. It, it's helped me to see a much wider perspective and to kind of uh, empathize with people more. Uh-huh. And and uh, I think one thing that's really helped me throughout the years is knowing that everything changes. Time mm-hmm. will will prove it out that the what you're in now will change. And and you know it, if you keep that in your mind and and you you know a lot of times. Uh, the best thing to do is to go with the flow. And if, if you have to just go with the flow, it's a lot easier to, to decide where you get off. You know, a, if you fall into a river, they tell you not to try and swim upstream. You'll just tire yourself out. You got to go with the flow and swim to the side. And then you can find the beach. There you go. Now you're making me think of a friend of mine, bird bagged bird. If you ever get in listening, we're mentioning mm-hmm. your quote again. And uh, he, he, he said multiple times, and I've said it on my podcast a couple of times, mm-hmm. that um, he says, don't give up before the blessings. Okay. Mm-hmm. So obviously, mm-hmm. though, you had given up while you attempted yeah. suicide. Now, yeah. God says, no, 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 John, we got something better for mm-hmm. you. We got something going on, Bubba. And so mm-hmm. now you could have easily went the negative route, but you decided mm-hmm. to go through the, I call it the harder route. Yeah. now it's time to live now it's yep. time to persevere now yep. it's time to take all this struggle and let's do something with it in life and have the best life possible and so you did it so even though mm-hmm. you kind of gave up before the blessings you lived yeah. through it now you're yep. living through the blessings and one of the things i love to tell people is if you can't find a way to do something you if you can't do something one way you can find another way might take a couple of extra steps, might take a little bit longer, but you can do it. And, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. And, in, er, sorry, if, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. And I say, if you can't see, imagine. There you go. Oh, I like that. Yes. So, um, well, John, I appreciate. Uh, sorry, you got so down in life that you attempted suicide. But again, I understand because I attempted yeah. myself, and so I understand yeah. if we do get that that down and, and mm-hmm. ready to go. Okay, and fortunately, yeah. like uh, you, God said, "Nope, it's not that time, Bubba. Mm-hmm. You got things to do," yeah. and yeah. said it to me as well. And yeah. so uh, well, I'm glad that you made it through it. I'm glad you found Annie to be able to help and be with yeah. you and be your partner. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a firm believer we all need six. We all we all need a a oh we have 
I, I'm, I'm a sports guy, so I want to say a championship team. We need supporting yeah, cast, yeah, supporting yeah. cast to help us in life, and we help mm-hmm. them in life as well. And yep. so, uh, I'm so I'm glad that happened for you as well. All right, hey, uh, John, okay. if you want to, uh, and appreciate you being here again. We're going to go mm-hmm. ahead and move uh, before we test the boundaries on that internet again. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you want to go ahead and tell your website, uh, any social media, oh, yeah. people can find you. Okay, you can find all of our social media if you look up The Blind Woodsman. And uh, that'll take you to our our Facebook, our Instagram, the uh, TikTok. Uh, it'll also take you to our website where you can purchase items. And uh, our website also has all of Annie's artwork on there too. She's a very gifted painter and sculptor. And uh, my stuff usually sells out very quickly. I don't usually have usually it's gone the same day we post it. Um, uh, so you kind of have to camp out. We generally, uh, we post usually about every two or three weeks. Uh, it's always on Sunday and it's always at 10 AM Pacific time. All right. Awesome. Hey, yeah, just do the old Google search, the blind woodsman. Yep. Yeah. And, and Google. Get on the tip of your fingers. Yep. And all that info is on our website too. Every it'll say when we're going to post next and all that stuff. So. And we we talked right before we got started here, and mm-hmm. we're going to come back one day with Annie. Uh, well, I didn't mm-hmm. know until she had mentioned that she has a disability. So we'll mm-hmm. get her story going and uh, mm-hmm. how you have been her her best partner. And so uh, we may have to pay her off a little bit, John, to get her to say something like that for you. But yeah, we'll do, I know we'll do what we can. So, <laughs> Sounds good. You, know, you you have been a blessing for us, and I know Nancy. She says amen to that, and um, well, Brittany's you. been here listening. So I appreciate you coming on. All right, John. The last thing here, we'll get on off here mm-hmm. and give you your time back to you. That uh, we know people are hurting and struggling, and if mm-hmm. you can give us a big golden nugget to help us get through today, man, that'd be a fired up blessing. Well, uh, a good way to get through the. You know, get through today is if you're having a hard time, tell yourself that that things change. Tomorrow is another day. And then every day has a potential to be a great day. Every day has a potential to be the best day of your life. And to to keep in mind that that there are are Oh, how can I put it? That there are are good things out there. That there are are people that value you, and that there are, uh, you know, things that you can help the world with. And uh, it's 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 good to be able to try and spread what you have throughout the world, and always remember that we we all sit at the same table at the same banquet and we all bring a different dish to the table amen brother i was going to just say that we all have different gifts and talents that mm-hmm. we can all share to the world yep. and so we just need to do what they say in the south where i'm from mm-hmm. we just need to hang in like a hair and a biscuit there you and go. We'll, <laughs> and we'll do the best we can. 
All right, uh, Woodsman, uh, Blind Woodsman, we appreciate you being here. Hey, everybody else that's coming in, be sure to share us out to someone you know that can use a good, powerful story here of overcoming adversity. How tell they were once uh, down to the depths of death and suicide and came out on the best end that you can. All right, so everybody else, hey, Nancy, thank you for coming in. Brittany, thank you for coming in. I'm Dr. James Purdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.